0: Hello and welcome to The Woman Who. I'm Zowie Ashton and in this series I'll be bringing you the remarkable stories of Britain's most inspirational women of the last 140 years. These are the tales of the true pioneers of music, literature, the performing arts and fashion. Women who have defied convention, broken boundaries and pushed the limits of what's possible. I'll be taking a deep dive into the lives of these trailblazers, reliving their struggles and setbacks, their loves and losses, and how they overcame every obstacle in their path to achieve unimaginable success. These women are the real deal, the true influencers of their day. This is the story of the woman who raised up other women. Tech entrepreneur, visionary founder, and beauty trendsetter, Sharma Dean Reed. Growing up in a Jamaican family in Wolverhampton in the 1980s, Sharma Dean Reed had never heard the word entrepreneur. But she knew what a powerful woman looked like, from watching Oprah with her mum, each day in the credits of her talk show, Sharma noticed Oprah's name listed not only as a host, but as the owner of her own production company. Sharma knew then what she wanted to be when she grew up, a woman in charge of her own destiny. Ever since she was a child, Sharma has been organized, energetic, and sociable. She was a keen reader and once became so entranced by a book that she was accidentally locked in the school library after it had closed, sending her family into a panic. She was also a talented writer. At nine years old, she wrote an entire play for her classmates to perform. Her writing skills and outgoing nature also presented her with some early business opportunities, writing classmates' essays in exchange for cash and charging entry to parties she hosted as a teenager. Most of all, a teenage Sharma loved fashion and beauty and read Vogue cover to cover every single month. She wouldn't let herself skip a single page in case she might miss some nugget of wisdom. She knew she wanted to work in fashion, but it was a closed world. So she'd set her sights on London's world-renowned College of Art and Design central St. Martins. From the age of 12, she studied the university's course prospectus every year until she finally enrolled at 19 to study communications. When she arrived in London though, she realized she was a long way from Wolverhampton and her small supportive circle of family and friends. I was like a country bumpkin in the big city, she said. Her classmates at art school were mostly wealthy and white, so she decided to build a community of like-minded black women around herself. She did this by founding a magazine called WAH. It was a place to champion women in hip hop and fashion. As WAH gained readers, Sharma also gained friends and a professional network through the magazine's events and social media. After she graduated university, Sharmadine decided to turn war into a business opportunity. The magazine had featured interesting and intricate nail art, but Sharmadine and her friends had trouble finding salons that could do their nails in the way they wanted. So she decided to start her own at just 24 years old. In 2009, Sharma Dean opened the first War Nails Salon in Dalston, East London, before moving to a flagship store in Soho. War Nails exploded in popularity. In the days before anyone really knew what social media marketing could mean, War Nails gained millions of followers on Tumblr and Instagram in the earliest days of the platforms and attracted celebrity clients like Serena Williams and Margot Robbie. Riding the wave of success, Sharma opened a pop-up salon in Topshop's biggest and busiest store on Oxford Street and expanded to locations around the globe. And over the course of a decade, Sharma Dean herself transformed from an inexperienced entrepreneur to a seasoned businesswoman. When I was 24, I didn't have a clue, Sharmadine said later. I was a terrible, terrible leader. I thought that it would be enough to have a good idea and just get on with it. But working in every role in her salons, Sharmadine transformed into a leader. She got to know the struggles of her customers and employees on a personal level especially their troubles with money. Many of her employees were single mothers balancing work with their personal lives. Sharmadine began to think they could be making more money working for themselves than in a salon like hers. She had also noticed the way that clients would bring in photos from social media to show their manicurists exactly what they wanted. This sparked an idea Why not create a modern, visually-focused beauty booking platform, which could connect the specific needs of clients to the professionals who could best deliver them? And in an age of sleek social media apps, why did the beauty booking software her salons relied on look like it was built in 1998? And so, in 2019, Sharmadine founded BeautyStack. It would be a beautiful service for customers but also a tool to empower beauty professionals to earn more money. Sharma wanted to help them through the entire journey of setting up their own businesses through direct relationships with clients. As the business gained traction and a million pounds in investment funding, it was a thrilling time for Sharma who loved seeing women earn more money than they did yesterday, all thanks to her product. And so in 2019, Sharmadine founded Beauty Stack. It would be a beautiful service for customers, but also a tool to empower beauty professionals to earn more money. Sharmadine wanted to help them through the entire journey of setting up their own businesses through direct relationships with clients. But just as the business was taking off in 2020, the pandemic arrived and decimated the beauty industry. As clients and professionals both feared infection from close contact and government lockdowns shuttered salons, BeautyStack was in trouble. Without a steady stream of bookings on its platform, it couldn't make money. On Monday, the 9th of March, Sharma sent a simple question in an email to her investors. Should I be worried about coronavirus for fundraising? The investors wrote back, winter has arrived. Venture capitalists everywhere were telling their companies to freeze hiring and cut spending. Sharmadine got to work, making a list of places to cut costs, cancelling trips and events. The business was still reliant on investor fundraising, so the central thought that guided her was If we are unable to fundraise how can I conserve capital to extend the oxygen to the business for a few more months? After 14 months of lockdowns though it simply wasn't sustainable But Sharmadine has never been one to give up Instead, she found a way to pivot into a post-pandemic world As she wrote in February 2021 she had noticed something new about Beautystack's community in the midst of the pandemic. It had evolved from just a beauty booking platform to become a place where users were sharing and learning from each other about everything from how to start a tech company to negotiating a commercial shop lease to how to pitch for funding. It was at this point that we realized that for 2021, Sharmadeen wrote, we needed to go beyond beauty. From the ashes of Beauty Stack rose a new startup. The Stack World. We live in a world that was not designed by women or even for women, Sharmadeen has said. Through the Stack World, she hoped to change that, creating a new social platform that would educate smart and ambitious women in all aspects of starting a business. And it would be a community where women could network and help each other to close the gender pay gap and finally earn what they were worth. As of early 2022, it has already gained thousands of paid members and millions of pounds in funding. While the turmoil of 2020 could have ended Sharmadine's career, her canny sense of what her customers needed led her to create something even better. And Sharmadine has never been too proud to learn from her mistakes. While many startup founders attempt to project a perfect image of themselves, Sharmadine writes a blog post titled, All the stuff I got wrong at the end of each year. It's a guide for budding entrepreneurs, and especially women, to learn from her mistakes like growing her team too fast or isolating herself from friends in hard times. But throughout her career so far, Sharmadine's primary mission has remained the same. To create economic and social empowerment for women through technology and media. In a world where women are paid less than their male colleagues and receive less investment in their businesses, Sharmadine is determined to create the tools to fix this problem. For Sharma now an MBE for services to beauty, the most satisfying part of her career isn't the money or the travel or the glamour. Instead, she says, the thing I'm most proud of and my biggest impact is there is an army of women entrepreneurs who have started their businesses for some reason because they saw me do mine. At every stage of her success, Dean has always strived to help other women who are just starting out. And she has done it all with fabulous nails. The Woman Who podcast series has been brought to you by Fennec, the UK's department store of distinction since 1882. Tune in each week to uncover the story of a new inspirational woman and head to fennec.co.uk for more info and celebrations on their 140th anniversary of empowering women through the circus of life. The Woman Who is a Radio Wolfgang production written by Hannah Jewell and read by me, Zowie Ashton. The producer is Kieran Carruthers, sound designers by Tony Onochuku, and the executive producer is Ellie DiMartino.